so uh, in this episode I want to talk to you about, well I'm going to tell you a story which is just incredible, but I'm going to tell you the importance of, um, you know, the belief system, you know, it almost overrides uh, the social network that you have, right, and so, so many times and, you know, it is a little bit heartbreaking when you go on social media and you see a lot of family, a lot of friends, you know, all supporting you and you think... And you can, you can have that kind of look in your own life and kind of think, oh, why is no one, you know, there holding my hand or why is no one cheering me on? Like, there must be something wrong with me. No, no, not at all. Don't forget social media is a little bit edited. <laughs> so don't you worry about that. Um, so, you know, the the important thing is, is whoever you want to be, however you want to feel, don't be looking for the evidence first don't be getting the physicalities first okay don't think right okay i want to be this person i want to be successful i want to do this right therefore i need to be um doing this this and this in the physical you you mustn't your first step must be belief you know um so what does belief look like what is this thing right so i'm going to tell you a story true story incredible so um i believe it was in the states this lad um, wasn't very bright, you know, just think a little bit below average, I'm not going to lie. And he, um, you know, uh, did his exams. And for some reason, I don't know why, but I think it was the, the school messed up and sent him the wrong results. They marked it wrong, essentially. And the results came back as extraordinary, like really high. So he was like, what? You know, so he went home and his mum was like, what? Oh, my God, you're a genius. And he was like, whoa, okay, wow. Like, I must be amazing. I must be bright. And what ended up happening, that belief system, that, um, you know, uh, uh, set of, uh, (laughs) what am I on about? Set of. Uh, set of beliefs started really kicking in and really rumatizing and marinating in his brain and what ended up happening was he started to uh, well he changed where he sat he moved tables so he he wanted to be surrounded by people who were also really clever because now he he knows he's clever right and he's like oh wow okay yeah yeah and then he started changing his behaviors he got his head down you know and you know he was like wow and he started behaving different this is what i'm saying believe it first then behave second right so started behaving different anyway i believe it was about 20 years later um they did an audit or something they they realized they'd gone wrong on this one case they caught up with him and he was like this amazing businessman you know business owner really owning it he was in new york and it was like what the hell and they said to him, actually, your test results weren't that. They were this, and they were remarkably lower. And he was like, what? And what ended up happening was because that belief, he believed that, you know, uh, he was <laughs> a genius because of the um, the test results came back wrong. He started acting in a way which, you know, were congruent with his behavior, with his belief system. You know, and then it's beggar's belief because if he found out the results before, he wouldn't have moved tables. He wouldn't have been surrounded by the right people, you know. 
And isn't that incredible? And it, and you can reverse engineer that as well. So you can kind of look at your family and your friends and go, wow, they're trying to keep me small. You know, how many times have you, you know, do you recognize that you have a spark in you? You, you are intelligent, you are, um, you know, you have a gift. And how many times have you looked around your friendship group or your family and gone, my God, they just nonstop try and pen me in. They try and make me small, you know? So they're doing the opposite. They're engineering your life in, to be one in, uh, one of limitation, you know? So you have to change your belief system yourself. You have to kind of recognize and say, well, hang on a minute, who am I, you know? And um, yeah, it's quite interesting. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, we can all kind of want to fit in physically. And this is why you shouldn't really be looking physically for representation of, you, of who you are. And I've spoken about this before, about how you mustn't let people's behavior dictate who you are, especially toxic relationships. You know, if you're in a relationship that degrades you and, you know, you're with someone who doesn't listen to you, it's all about them then you're going to start to that person is changing your belief system in the same way you know they're giving you a lower grade and then you're going to start believing it and acting differently you know i think there's nothing more annoying uh, from my part when i work with people when i see people's potential and i go i i illuminate it and go this is actually who you are and i i follow it through with um evidence you know like we go through your birthday we go through your dates I, I show you evidence of who you are you know there's no point me sitting there going oh yeah this is who you are because you won't believe me right so I really back it up with a lot of evidence I've got my own little tools don't worry and there's nothing more annoying when I see someone who is living half their life with a partner who doesn't appreciate them with a family that drags them down and I think my god you know do you not know who you are like this is who you are it's incredible you know, and then we engineer it so that it comes out and starts to play out, you know. So the belief system, how do you, how do you get to a state where you're kind of like, yeah, you know what, I am the bee's knees, you know, and you know what, I am intelligent. Well, it's funny that I just started mentioning evidence there. Evidence gathering is really key. So uh, if I get personal with you, I was, um, I was in good sets at school. And I remember an English teacher, he was a stand-in and he said that I was incredibly gifted at writing and he went to my head of year and he said we need to really pump some time into Katie and he told me this and it stopped when it got to my head of year I didn't hear anything else I thought great yeah they didn't have the capacity right and then I remember being in my maths class and I was um I had the most marks on one of the tests so I was you know really good at that but when it came to exam time, I just, there was a confidence thing missing. There was a component about me which I doubted and second-guessed and overthought. So the teachers would say to me all the time, like, you overthink everything. Like, you're really, you know, screwing this up, you know. And just, there was just chaos around me and everything. So it, that belief that I had that I started to recognize that, hang on a minute, I am smart. I'm a clever cookie. You know, those actions from other people minimized me. And then my life onward has been very hard. You know, I've, you know, I had to start off, you know, I walked away with three GS GCSEs. I walked, my confidence just went. And then I had to get a job in a warehouse and then a factory. And then I've worked my way up ever since. And 
you know, I admire people, don't get me wrong, I admire people who roll their sleeves up and are hard working. You know, there's there's a, a smile from me that comes from it, like, you know, good for you. But I don't discriminate. You know, I, um, I also appreciate people who have been born into wealth and they also have belief systems that don't work for them, you know. So, you know, I might have a little soft spot now and again, but generally... I have a, a very large compassion where I think everyone suffers so I don't discriminate you know at all um, and it's r quite interesting when I hear different people's stories everyone has a very different story yet they might be from the same group so they might be from the same area or something but they all have different stories and that's what makes this incredibly similar but unique and everyone should be heard because everyone is motivational in that regard you know everyone would have had trials and tribulations imagine the pressure on you if you come from a very wealthy family you know the pressure that pressure wasn't on me you know so they are being penned into a different pen i was being penned into a different pen so we're all being contained in these different units separately you know um, so what's really interesting is that we have to look at case-by-case -case basis. We have to look individually at what belief systems were put upon us, what limitations, you know. Open our hearts, open our minds. So how do we change our belief? Well, the first thing, like I said, is evidence gathering. You want to be looking at any clues that suggest that you're not who you've been told you are, you know. Um, I remember I, um, I have been quite open about this. I have had eating disorders in the past. And that's, that was all about control, you know. They've never got out of hand, although I have got a picture where I look incredibly thin. But, you know, that was a psychological expression uh, more, than any, more than anything. And how I coped with that belief system was... I, I don't know where or how I had picked up the belief that A, or wasn't good enough, and two, that I was, my body was more overweight than it was. And I went to therapy and she really helped me do a thing called evidence gathering. So she made me go through my wardrobe. Every time I had a bit of a moment, I would go through my wardrobe and pick out clothes and look at the size of them and look at the shape of them and look at the, you know, the, um, the number in them. And that evidence was retwisting my belief system. I was like, well, I can't be this size if that is telling me I'm smaller. And I wear that daily. So that's evidence gathering. It's going through um, evidence that could counteract and cancel out your belief system. Right? So that's going to be really important. So like I said, when I went back through school, I recognized the conversation that the teacher had had with me. I recognized my maths result that was, you know, high. I recognized that in little school, I bet the school chess champion. I bet him repeatedly. Yet none of these were congratulatory. None of these were getting the leverage, these achievements. So that's where I think my belief system came in was, oh, well, what's the point? Because they don't get celebrated you know so you can start to see when you do evidence gathering you can start to see where these things kind of popped up a belief system will will um, come through via repetition so if you have one disastrous relationship and then you have another one and then you have another one that repetition path will create 
you know, a neurological change in your brain that kind of goes, oh, well, this is my worth then, you know. So evidence gathering is really going to be key. So there's only two things you need to do here. One is evidence gathering to kind of prove that you're wrong, right? So it's like, I don't know if you watch the, uh, the police programs on telly, you know, but it's like having your own investigation. You want to prove yourself wrong, you know, so your brain goes, what? <laughs> yeah, you were wrong, bish, you know? Now, the second thing is what you want to do is you want to start to imprint now, okay? So this is where you want to recode. Do you know, I spend, I reckon, 70% of my day with either a podcast in the background, a YouTube video on in the background. I spend a lot of time recoding. So those pod podcasts, those YouTube videos, they'll be of people like Marissa Peer. They'll be of people like Rhonda Byrne. Um, who else do I listen to? I listen to um, uh, Louise Hay. Um, oh gosh, there's another one. Abraham Hicks. I just have it on in the background because I think familiarity does seep in. So even though I'm not listening to every single word or I just think, what the hell? having it on in the background you're imprinting because you're influencing yourself you know it's like um you know i i, I said to someone so i buy um uh, i invest right and i said to one guy i said look i don't need to know the data inside out i trust you on it you're around the numbers every single day right you are around everything you're absorbing it so whether you realize or not you know way more than you think you do because you're picking up the nuances so i want you regardless of whether something is fashionable or not i want you to tell me whether it's time to buy so this is what i'm saying by being around everything you're picking it up you're picking up the nuances okay so you want to be uh, surrounding yourself by things that you you want to learn from in the same way and I, I spoke to you about this in my previous podcast about you know sexually being with people gosh that word makes me so embarrassed so it's like um you know when you're around someone long enough you're going to be picking up their energy you only have to sit next to them and you're going to pick up their energy this is how profound this is I used to work at a um a business a company and I used to sit next to her. There was one girl and we used to label her negative nanny. Like literally everything that made her came out of her mouth was woe is me and negative. And I remember they stuck me right next to her and I thought, oh. And in the hope that she would be more positive because she was next to me. And I said, no, it won't work like that. Her need for negativity and her addiction to negativity is more powerful than my ability to stay positive in that kind of toxic environment. So she will crumble me. And what ended up happening was exactly that. I left, I couldn't bear it anymore. Just by sitting next to her, her energy, her behaviors, the way that she would like breathe, you know? And I ended it ended up influencing me. So you need to look at your environment, you know? Um, you know change your environment what is your environment saying to you i think i've i think i've told you this story before where a client said to me you know they rang me up and they said katie i'm so depressed all the time i like can you help i says yeah i can but it sounds like environmental right so i said hire me for the day i'll come round and i will write you a report of why you're depressed we'll really really nitpick it right so i went round her house 
and well she was a friend but she hired me so a client really so um I got in her bed because I said right we're starting from <laughs> we're starting from the start right so I got in a bed I yawned as if I was waking up as her I got out of bed <laughs> I said how do you how do you get to the bathroom tell me tell me so I made her show me her day and I wrote her this report I said no wonder you're fucking depressed sorry ah, I swore no wonder you're uh, depressed and um she said why and I said well first of all your bed is really uncomfortable that tells me that I'm not worth a good sleep and I'm not worth the effort of having an uncomfortable um, of having a comfortable bed your bed sheets are like crispier than anything like I've never known it they're just like not in a horrible way but they were old right and they'd been washed so much I think they gave up so there was no vibration like in her linen there was no vibration in her bed it was old there was just death like a vibrational death wherever she went and then I got up and I said right where's your slippers I slid my feet in these slippers I don't know why she had them cardboard central I put her bathrobe on her bathrobe was so heavy again old and I said do you earn money she said yeah and I said well where do you spend it and she said, oh, I just, and she's bought a lot of coffees, takeaways and all this. So her money was going in the wrong places. So anyway, I did this routine and I said, I was depressed within the first, before I even hit the shower. But again, the shower gel was cheap. Everything that she experienced without even leaving the house told her that she wasn't worth it. You know, so I was like, energetically, you'll be picking that up and psychosomatically, you'll be picking that up you know so there's these nuances and behaviors that you do throughout the day that really embrace who you are and adds to your belief system you know so you know you need to be looking at that so this is what I mean this is the imprinting stage you know so we've we've challenged the beliefs we've gone through evidence gathering going oh okay yeah yeah I'm not these things I'm not that I'm not that I'm not who they say they I am I'm not what they said that I was so we're we're dealing with that and we're challenging it so how do we move forward how do we imprint well you've got to get new stuff and before you say I can't afford it you look at money coming in versus money going out you see where you spend it you will have cash this is I think it's been voted the highest generation of spenders the the world we live in now we've never spent so much and it's all like coffees takeouts and things like that you know so you need to be looking at where the money is going you know even if it takes you just a little bit longer these things are high vibrational there's a um a study on the internet that showed i can't remember who did it but they they did a load of uh tests on high vibrational fabrics versus low vibrational fabrics in the same way as food is high vibrational and low vibrational and I did this experiment myself with the food, but not the the fabrics, but I read the study and it was absolutely incredible. So linen, pure cotton was all high vibrational. It's going to make you feel good. And then, um, yeah, with the food. So I, um, I mean, to give them a shout out, I get a Abel and Cole. I get a weekly delivery um, and it, the food arrives and it's covered in mud. It's great. And it's very, it's organic, it's grass fed, and it's not expensive. You know, um, I've done a, um, I've done a study of where I used to go to high chain um, 
whatever it's called, supermarkets. Um, and I done, I did a little spreadsheet. I don't know why, because I'm a bit sad, but I like, you know, keeping an eye on everything. And um, did a thing, and the Abel and Cole thing works out cheaper, and it works out um, healthier. And I was like, what the hell? I hardly have any plastics now. Before, when I went to the supermarket, so my bin was full of plastics and containers and things like that. And now I'm like, what the hell? I hardly see plastics. It's great. So again, plastic is low vibrational. This is part of your imprinting, by the way. So your behaviors that you're imprinting, your influence around you will be imprinting. You know, what you do for yourself will be imprinting. This is why self-care is really important. And then, you know, what goes on in your mind is imprinting, you know? So for example, I stopped social media scrolling. I'm sorry, but I just can't be asked, um, can't be bothered. And I end up now getting the Financial Times on a weekly basis. And at first I read this Financial Times and I was like, what the hell does this mean? And it doesn't take long for you to start really absorbing the information and it piquing your interest. So now I'm reading about positive finance, finance, finance in a positive way. I'm feeling comfortable with it. So this is imprinting. So if you want to attract money, right? I, I ask you now what your relationship is with money. Do you feel a bit ooh, burdened by it? Do you feel a bit scared of it? So you need to get familiar with it, you see. It needs to become your familiar. And you need to get very comfortable with it. So I'd, I advise reading investor magazines and uh, Financial Times newspapers. And, you know, you're going to get so uh, relaxed with the concept of money that it, it won't, it'll just flow. Happy Money, there's a great book called uh, Happy Money from Ken Honda. I recommend you get it, right? So, you know, this is why imprinting is so important because it shapes you, it designs you, you know? Um, affirmations are incredible. I've told you this before, right? I write down at least 20 compliments a day. I can guarantee you whenever a client starts working with me, they say I have low self-esteem, right? They do, I don't, mine's really high. Um, and I'll say, write down 20 compliments. I can't do that. <laughs> no shit, Sherlock. Oh, no. Oh, I don't know. I need to learn new words to answer that one. And, um, you know, the reason your self-esteem is so low, because you can't even think of 20 things that you're, you're happy about with yourself. I mean, geez, it doesn't take a scientist to figure that out. So, you know, we start off with two and then we start off with three, you know. And 20, you should be getting to 20 really comfortably. So that is imprinting. Having things on in the background in your peripheral, oh, whatever the word is, vision. So you, what you're surrounded by, what's telling you in your subconscious, because your subconscious is an incredible machine. That is gonna be absorbing everything. You know, um, when you're traumatized or you've had a traumatic event, it makes you an incredible sponge because it emotionally shuts you down. I get that, you're, you're over it <laughs> and you're cautious and you're insecure. However, what trauma does to the brain is it heightens it. it trauma makes you really alert. Trauma makes you scan your environment really quickly. Trauma makes you um, very oversensitive to sounds, visions, what you're seeing. You know, you're on alert, use it. Use it to your advantage. Sorry, my little thing's going on in the background. Um, it's not my pacemaker. Um, so use it to your advantage. If you're a nervous wreck, 
then your subconscious and your eyes will be absorbing your environment. Your your um, nervous system will be absorbing your environment. My God, you will be one sponge. So surround yourself with stuff that you want to be. Start designing the next stage. I find that people who have had trauma and have a wired nervous system actually manifest quicker and can change their life quicker than those who are just very placid and very content and okay with their life, but they want more. They're not gonna change, they're comfortable. You know? Nah, yeah, they, they ain't happening any day soon, babes. No way. So, you know, if you, if you wanna get excited and think, you know what, I'm fed up of being a nervous wreck, start changing your environment, start changing who you hang around with, but more importantly, evidence gather, right? So look at what you've been told, but really really look at who you're surrounded with you know people you know if you're used to trauma and you're used to being told what to do bossed about and controlled I guarantee your friends you you have to play a certain role with your friends they won't like that you are you know chilled or or changing they won't so you're going to have to look at your friends network as well yeah anyway hang on let me have a sip it's been a while So if this is your first time of listening to my podcast, I always have a coffee on the side. (laughs) It keeps me going. And um, so anyway, look, you know, you're an incredible person. You absolutely are. You are absolutely not your past. You're absolutely not what people have told you or how they've made you believe. You're incredible. Your potential is massive. You're capable of so many different things, things that you don't even know exist. So, you know, well, let's start anew. Let's start to change our environment a little bit. Let's start to change our coding, you know, really embed new stuff in your brain. Delete the old, forget about it. You know, find peace with just letting it go. Find peace with just letting it go through you. See you, bye. No need to check in with you. No need to say hello. Let it just go past you. That's absolutely fine. See ya. We're now moving on to the new, right? So let's let's code our brains. Get it in there. Marissa Peer is going to be incredible for this, by the way. She's going to be absolutely incredible. So just really code your brain. Um, I think I told you before, I can't remember, but I uh, just before I go to bed, I put my fingers on my brain, well, on my head, because that would be weird, but, and I tell myself amazing things, you know, today was an amazing day, I really enjoyed it, I found peace today, I've had a lovely day, this is why, blah, 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 I'm an incredible person, my energy is all clean, my energy field is clean, I only accept and invite really good things and inspirational people, I'm very happy, I'm very safe, and I do that, and then, bing, go to sleep. If you can fall asleep on happy notes, you're going to wake up feeling happy, right? So to wake up happy, you have to end the day happy. Yeah. This is why lying in bed scrolling is not a good idea. (laughs) Because you can't predict. Do you know why scrolling is so bad? It's because you can't predict what's going to happen. You know, like, if you're in a bad mood, you think, oh, I know, I'm going to watch something that's really nice. So you go through the old... TV and you start looking for you know you start gravitating towards a nice movie or you know I want something inspirational I'll start doing that scrolling takes all control and prediction out of it so you could be watching something and then you're nice and relaxed because 
it plays with your nervous system and it imprints on you terribly. So you'd be watching a short thing about a dog being reunited with its parents, right? And you think, oh, so your energy and nervous system is just relaxed. The next video, so now you're nice and relaxed. The next video is of a shark attack. And then you're like, ah! But that's gone in quicker because your nervous system was relaxed. You know, in the same way as, you know, abuse always happens. You know, covert abuse and narcissistic abuse is so dangerous because they play their victims. So their victims will be nice and relaxed and then they'll give you one hell of a criticism and you think, really? That really hurt because you let it in because they relaxed you. This is what scrolling does, you see. It can relax you and then it can terrify you. Relax you, terrify you. So you're a nervous wreck. <laughs> no thanks. <laughs> uh-uh, no thanks. So you gotta, you got to start enjoying you and, and want to live for you. Um, I think you're an incredible person. I really do. You have bags of potential. You're an incredibly kind person. You're absolutely gorgeous. So let's start really getting that in, okay? Be careful of your surroundings as you start to change yourself. Don't tell people of your change because people will pop your bubble. It's got nothing to do with them anyway. This is your little treat towards yourself. So let's start recoding, okay? Love you loads, as always. Imagine what life can be if you have really started to love yourself. Well, just go for it, okay? Fully supportive of you anyway, so I love you.